Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. We're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Feel like I've been run over by a Mack truck. And I ain't just talking about the potholes in this city. I'm talking about a real Mack truck. What, what in the world is happening. Now, I just learned from trivia on Jeff's show that the moon is shrinking. And I bring that up to point out to you that so is that once bright, shining star that was Memphis basketball this season. Rock bottom. Rock bottom. And... Ain't no joy in saying that. This ain't funny. You lose to Rice at home. No words. Four in a row. Supposed to be getting it fixed. Feels like it's getting worse. How do you even begin to explain how devastating that loss was last night? Worst loss in Tigers history? I mean, mean, I was trying to do some research today on that exact thing, and, and I was, you know, obviously... What informs that is, you know, how 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 by how many the Tigers were favored, right? Like in terms of some of it. Weighing, I also I'd, think I'd say too that you know there's part- some context as well. Mm-hmm. I think that matters into making that uh, assertion. Um, so from for for again, huh. I've I've only been watching Memphis basketball since you know 2003. So I mean, it uh, you know, and I, I was 11, 12 years old. It's the worst loss. I can remember, given the context of everything, given the fact that you had lost three in a row, given the fact that, you know, you challenge your players two games in a row, uh, you make the starting lineup change to try to send the message, and it still doesn't resonate with a team that is, you know, whatever, five, six games below 500 in your home floor as a 16-point favorite. It's too painful. It's painful. I cannot. I mean, there have been bad losses, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Tubby lost to South Florida as a 13-point favorite. But that team wasn't going anywhere. That team didn't have tournament hopes. That team didn't have talent, you know. 
Um, and this spread was bigger, and this team is better. And team wasn't number ten in the country, John. That's why this is what makes this different than anything we've seen. It was just a uh, and and it happening so quickly, it, like some some coming to preseason ranked. We sure. saw some of those Josh teams, Penny teams. Yes, right. It was never there, or was right. never going to be that. This is one you were, that you were entered 10. after the Couple. season started. That got there, yeah, man. And it it is all falling <laughs> apart here uh, in. Uh, in the heart of the schedule, it fell, it fell, it fell apart in AAC play. I mean, I, I, if you told me that this Memphis basketball team was going to fall apart, I'd have said, "Yeah, it's going to it's going to happen in November when they play that hard ass schedule." In AAC play, before they've even played Florida Atlantic at all, this is uh, this is absolutely disastrous. What is happening with this team in front of our eyes? And uh, we're going to talk about it today here on the show. Um, we're going to take your calls and let you guys get in on the discussion a little bit later this hour. I know you guys will have some some thoughts to share, and there's a, a, a lot to talk about. So we'll do that. Drew Hill's going to join us at 1225. Talk all things Memphis Grizzlies with him. Marcus Saul's going to retire as a Grizzly. It is uh, Jersey Retired, rightfully so, mm-hmm. with the Grizz. No. And then, uh, of course, uh, at 125, Jeff Calkins will join us. So that is the show today. Memphis goes down as 15-and-a-half, 16-point favorites last night to Rice, 74-71. Uh, Naquan Tomlin heave at the buzzer, falls short. Um Took the lead late by three. You thought, okay, yes. this is yeah, fine. Yes. Okay, it's ugly, but you're going to get past it. That's right. Didn't happen. Right <clears throat> side of the plans. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, starting lineup change. Jonathan Pierre gets the nod at point guard. Javon Quinterly, who is up for the Koozie Award, by the way, he's on that. He's on that list, and that's a top ten. And mm-hmm. yeah, not twenty like uh, uh, on the. Quinterly is benched, so he comes he comes off the bench for Jonathan Pierre. New starting lineup produced one point in three and a half, four minutes of action. Quinterly, of course, wound up playing 32 minutes, but it was a very bizarre choice. Not Jalen Young, who at least has, you know, done that and has played like a relevant role on this team. Not him. It was it was Jonathan Pierre who came in and, and had one rebound, and, and that was it. Team uh, turnover as well, and a miss, yes. two missed shots. And it's like, what in the world is he doing out here Yeah, at this point? I, you know, And that's not putting it on him. It's putting it on the decision to start. That's right. That's you, right. you started Jaquan Walton, David Jones, Jonathan Pierre, Naquan Tomlin, Malcolm Dandridge. It's, it's four forwards in a center. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter if a guy can dribble a little bit. It, you can't plug him into point guard. And expect it to, to, to flow. And I know Penny said this was a defensive change. Thought you'd have a little more length out there. Um, it showed in your in your start. And I'm, I've had people last night that pushed back at me for wondering why you not start a park ground. At least Jalen Young, to your point, John. But but clearly by the time you get Quinley in there, and I ain't saying Quinley is the end-all, fix-all or whatever else, but by the time you get him in there at the 1655 mark, Right, you've you've you you've had no offense. David Jones is coming out at that point. I think you're putting in Ashton as well with him. And so, if, if you're trying to get to continuity, you're only contributing to, okay, what, what, how do how does it work now with this new guy in here? Yep. And so it 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 contributed to a two assist first half, twenty two points. And 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 again, I, I don't. It seems like in trying to fix the issue, John, you made it worse. Because you completely discombobulated the offense, and again, 
you just look at it very simply. There's not a point guard out there to start the game. And, and so, okay, you say, well, well it was 2-1, 3-1, whatever it was when, when Quinley comes back. Well, John, you should have been running off from Rice. They had two points. And in the process, right, they get back in there. They're trying to figure out Quinley has, hasn't come off the bench. Right in the process, Rice is gaining confidence. Rice then starts hitting shots. And all of a sudden, you got a problem on your hands. So I, my, my issue is it, it feels like in trying to fix things, quote-unquote fix right, defense, you're becoming more broken, and you you certainly were offensively in that first half. I mean, you saw in the second half the points were flowing. He put Quinley back out there, but again, I thought the lack of a point guard early led to, you know, this 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 these struggles offensively that that helped bury you in a hole. You come back, and I understand any anybody saying, well, Memphis came back to sh- just shut that up. Mm-hmm. They came back, took the lead. They should have finished it off. Mm-hmm. You never should have been there. It, it should have been a blowout from the get go. <laughs> what are we talking about here? John just gave you the line, so. I, I, I was baffled by the, the starting lineup decision. Yeah, and I think you're right. And I think <clears throat> maybe that would have been Jaden if he's not hurt. Just to throw that I, I think Just I, to discuss that real quick. That, that entered my mind. Because <clears throat> this made less sense would have than been, that. But, but right, it, so yes. I'm trying to but make some sense of it. Even that, even that would have made no sense. Even Jaden No, Hardaway, he's not a point, point guard. guard. Would not have made any sense. But, you know, so I think, you know, it, this this is not a long term discussion yet, okay? We're not there yet. Um, let's see how the rest of the season plays out. Let's see what happens in the off season. This is not a long term discussion yet. However, as it relates to this particular season that has gone completely off the rails, January fifteenth, you were top ten in the country. February the first, you're out of the tournament. You're out. You're you're not you're not. If the tournament started today, I don't believe Memphis would be in. I just don't believe that. Maybe first four, maybe first four, um, but but now Torvik's analytics. Every time we have this discussion, it feels like the chances get lower and lower. Now a seven percent chance for the Tigers to earn an at-large bid. And look, you can look at it two ways. Um, you can look at it as they they have an opportunity at North Texas at SMU, two games against FAU to correct everything. Or you can look at it as there's no way this team can win any of those games. Um, I am certainly right now in the camp of the latter, which is this team cannot win any of those games. I think th- I-, I can't remember a team quite like this one, Jason, that it, it looked so great. Like, and-, and you just conf- the results sort of confirm whatever bias you have, right? I- and I understand that. But when they're winning, it's like, hey, that's maturity. That's like a that's like an old team that when they get in late game situations they're comfortable with them like they'll find a way, and that's not like that. I thought that was actually really credible, and then it flipped, and then the minute it did, it kind of the 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 apple cart was like completely upset. Penny was talking about locker room stuff, how lineup certain like certain lineups can't play with each other. It was just like the bottom fell out right then and there, like all these issues that we had not heard about that Penny brought to the forefront, and now you've lost four games in a row. And you watch this team play, and you can just tell. Like, there's no – like, the body language is bad. Penny looks defeated. Like, two years ago, we got to stop asking me stupid bleeping questions from Jeff. He was fighting, man. He was like, yo, I don't even entertain that. Stop asking me stupid questions and when i listen to him now it's like i don't i don't i don't hear that guy i i hear somebody 
who has played every single card he knows how to play. He has made a starting lineup change. He has challenged his team in the media. He has, you know, the, got the whole week of practice before UAB, and now he is completely out of answers. And he doesn't believe that he can turn it around. And, I, you know, I see players, like, leaving each other hanging in the huddle. You know, that happened last night. It's a broken team. It's a broken team. And it's weird because it wasn't broken. So what happened? That's what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. What, what, I mean, you, you, did, you lost a guy, but you also brought in a guy. I mean, those, those are factors in this. And bringing in Naquan Tomlin, you're trying to drop him in the middle of something that was going pretty well. We all said it should be a perfect fit. It has not been. Um, you know, a lot, we, we can talk about a lot of the conflict. seems like it's between guys that are already there. But clearly, and Penny has talked about this, they haven't found it with Tomlin in. You also lose a big piece in Caleb Mills. I don't think you can use any of that as an excuse. It was Rice. Keep I, can, I just cannot believe that we're talking about a home loss. This isn't this isn't this isn't a home loss to Rice. But back to that point, those are factors in right in that discussion. And so, look, I think it's a it's a it's a it is, and, and those are you know that's a, one of them is a coaching decision. You decide right. you know, and it looks obvious, but right. it's obviously caused issues uh, behind the scenes. Look, I mean, when you think about the things that have plagued Memphis basketball teams in the past in terms of cohesiveness, which they acknowledged last night, there is none of. It's role allocation. Guys not knowing, who, you know, or feeling like they should have bigger roles than they actually have. You know, obviously I think it's pretty pretty evident with this group where that all lies. Um, you know, our promises being made, you know, that ultimately are very hard to keep when you start talking about bringing in all that talent, all that top-end talent. I, I don't know. I think at this point it's a culture thing. And with this particular group, I just think it's a, I think it's a, I think this team is a lost cause. I think they are a lost cause. The talent exists. That's undeniable. But like I just when you when you lose a 20-point lead to South Florida at home and you lose the game and then you lose to Rice and you lose four games in a row, you can lose to anyone. This team is capable of losing to, and they will. And they will indulge that opportunity. There is no doubt about it. Like if I I would feel better if you know, there was just something. You know, if there was a – Jason, if there was a Kendrick Davis-Malcolm Dandridge moment, bro, if there was just like a little fire between two teammates, you know, like something. Like I know that was bad. I know we look back on that as like that was like the low moment of the season, but there was passion. Like this – and I go back to it, but that this team doesn't have that. This team's like got their shoulders shrugged. This team's just got their heads down. I just think it's – I think it's too far gone, man. I don't think Penny can get it back. Um, I, I hope you're wrong. I, I, I would make a, a separate point. I, I know a lot of this blame can be laid at, at the, the feet of the players. I've seen it on both sides where you're arguing, okay, how much of this Penny, how much is players? It, it's all of them. Um, and, I, and I agree with that. And you, you even had last night, they were going to extreme lengths. Penny saying they text me and tell me, you know, coach, stop taking the blame for us. Like that, that you know, that that's it starts to get, Really ugly when it's going down those. Okay, who's who's the blamer? They all are. But I, but here, here's where I want to point. I want to make is that Penny set this tone back in October when he said the non-conference was their season. He said the, the exact quote was the non-conference is pretty much our season. John, I'm gonna hold him. You and I agreed with him. We agreed, right mm-hmm. at the time. Clearly, so did your team. Mm-hmm. 
because I, I'll take it back, and we can talk about you know whether it's whether you can fix this and everything else. But my point is, tones were set by the, by your head coach that put put all that emphasis on the first thirteen games of the of the year, and they were important. And we talked about why they were important because there were so few opportunities and so much risk in terms of what you losing in. Com- he said it. He set the tone there. Back to the point. The players have played like that since the start of conference play. Look at all of those close calls to start this thing out. Save for Wichita State, they all were to start. And so that's my point is that it almost felt like you got through 13 and you thought, man, the rest of it's going to come easy till we get to Florida Atlantic. And you've played like that. But back to the point. You know, I think Penny, in sort of setting that tone, has gotten these guys where now they're like, well, what are we supposed to do? We thought this was going to be easy. And, and you're sitting up there and, and you're saying, well, and I can't put my finger on it. There was a tone set. And now that you've hit some adversity, all these flaws, and we can go down the list, chemistry, you've, you've laid some of them out, they're being exposed. But back to the point, you set that tone. And listen, Penny brought an experienced team that we, you and I ballyhooed. We said this is the way you got to go in college basketball. Uh, um, and he gave them a freedom. Clearly, he's talked about the freedom he's given them. He said he had to tighten the reins during the week off and everything else. But in, in giving that freedom, you saw things. You haven't, you haven't touched on this. Last night, you're down in that game. You're trailing by seven. There's 13-28 left. Malco's got an easy layup or dunk. He goes up for the reverse dunk, and he misses it. This is not to pick on Malco. This is to point out you've given too much freedom where guys are making fancy, highlight real plays instead of the winning play when you're down seven. And I pointed this out to somebody who remembered the game this morning because I, I, I knew they would. It reminded me. It no, reminded no, don't take me, me down there. Of Memphis's loss. Oh, my God. Down at Tulane. Oh, my God. When Shaq Goodwin dunked the ball, did the Vince Carter, right, got a tech. He dunked the ball through, got a tech in a game they were losing. The honey dip. It, the honey dip dunk. In a game they were losing, got a tech immediately, goes and, and, and chest bumps with Treshawn Burrell as he's getting the tech. And, and here's my point. As the beat writer then, I'm talking about something in my stomach told me he's lost them. Like, they don't even care about the tech anymore. And, and, and I'm not telling you it's the exact same situation, and I'm not telling you this is headed where that was, but I got that same feeling in my stomach last night when Malco missed that dunk. Down seven. Down seven. To Rice at home. He's trying to, like, showtime. This freedom that you've given has led to this, what you have now. Well, and, unfortunately, it's, it, it becomes a culture. Absolutely and, right. and look at Memphis's turnover absolutely percentage. And, again, again, I can say all the good things in the world about Penny Hardaway. And, and I truly believed in Penny Hardaway as a head coach. But if you go back and look at some of the – look at the turnover percentage for each year of Penny Hardaway, even last year with Kendrick. It's out of control in the 200s. That's a freedom – that you give pros, right? That's and that's what Penny right. is. He gives them freedom like pros. Yep. This team needs to be coached, even though they've got all the experience in the world. Amen. you got to coach this team. Amen. And, and honestly, they've shown us, John, they need it. Honestly, you probably have to coach most teams. In college basketball, that's typically how it goes. But, John, it was easier last year because – not that Penny didn't do a good job and you pulled it out for the last two years. You've kind of turned things around. But in this sense, you had Kendrick, you had DeAndre. Everybody else kind of fell in line. You you don't ha- you don't just have a one two here and then and then th- everybody else and they all just sort of fall in line. You got guys that have done things at their former programs and everything else. You're still trying to figure out. But back to the point: at a time where this team needs to be coached hard, right? They can take it. You you've you've remained with the freedom, and it's led to things like again. 
I, I just used that Malcolm Miss Duncan example. And Penny was Penny kind of did, you know, Munns tweeted about it. We're all thinking the same. Penny is like, oh, my gosh, what else could happen? And so you kind of smile it off, right? But it, it was so representative of guys are picking me, guys are picking highlight rather than the winning play, the right play. And, and right now you gotta you got to grab a hold of that because, again, this is what it starts to feel like and look like when you when you when you when your hand is off of it, it doesn't feel like you've got control of it anymore. He can get it back, I think. Midseason's going to be hard, but if we're going to go back to where you just started this, heck yeah, it's going to be hard. I think. I think if Penny, th- this I mean, is this is what I, th- I like. Tr- you said you made the best point. He sounded defeated last night. He didn't sound. He didn't sound like he's ready to fight. Exactly. You know, and, and, and it's, that's it's, it's, that's it's, worrisome. And neither that this team looks the same way, right? Also I mean, said it, he can't put his finger on it. Exactly. Again, that's a huge problem. Had a, had a week to fix the defense, come out, give up, you know, 97 UAB. Yeah. Like, I, I got accused on social media of, of, of enjoying this. Nobody enjoys this. Nobody. Nobody in Memphis enjoys this. There's not a single person that works in the media, not a single Memphian that's a real Memphis fan that enjoys well, I was this. sick to my stomach right? last night. This is like, that's, that's this, is, this is emotionally devastating to see a season that had such promise go to to the dirt like this, okay? Um, I do think this. If Penny is going to do this, if Penny is going to continue to be the head coach at Memphis and stay in that job, and he has to evaluate himself, and he has to look himself in the mirror, and he has to say, the way that I've been doing it, in terms of the, the culture that I've been trying to foster, it, it's not working. Now, is that is that just this team? Is that... Yeah, I mean, I would have told you if, if there's a culture with Penny before, it's it's defensively. Well, yeah, like he he has set one there, and that's kind of the last two years, kind of you but know, you've, you've lost, away. You've lost that now, absolutely. I mean, you were still you know top forty last year. Now, I I know his disposition is one like he's not a naturally like he's not confrontational. He's not he 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 wants to believe the best about people that he doesn't have to micromanage that he doesn't have to do, but but that's not how well it teams works. are different. Yeah, you know, in in, in college basketball. You have to be hands-on. You know, you have to be the guy that calls the shots. You cannot just expect David Jones and Naquan Tomlin and Javon Quinnell, who have played with each other for a, a grand total of, like, you know, uh, nothing, right, in the grand scheme of things, and expect them to be able to execute what you want them to execute. You have to get more involved directly, you know? And, and, that's, a, and that's a Penny Hardaway personality thing, you know? But that's clearly to me. Next year, if he's gonna, if he's, if he decides this is what he truly wants to do as the coach of Memphis, and he doesn't want to walk away, and he doesn't want to say, I don't, I, I can do anything else. I can literally do anything else, and I'm set for life, and I don't have to do this. I think he's gonna have to sort of take a long, hard look at the way he's doing it, and 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 change it. Um, because I, I don't think over the long haul, yeah, maybe you got away with it with a team or two, and they and they could do that, and they could sort of police themselves. But you can't do that by and large in college basketball, man. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work, man. These kids aren't good enough. They're not all pros, you know. You, Penny Hardaway unfortunately wants to run an NBA system with players who aren't good enough to play in the NBA. I mean, that's just that's just the way. For the most part, that's the way it goes, you know. So you have to get in there, um, and you have to make hard decisions, and you have to challenge kids, you know. And NIL makes that tougher. But I think it's just a philosophical thing that he's going to have to look at himself and, and say, hey, you know, like, I can't just lay back. I can't just be cool Penny Hardaway and just, like, you know, not say anything and just let, you know, you got to 
get in these kids' asses for lack of a better term. You know? That's, that's how you do it. Like, that's what this team needs, right? You said it. Is he going to do that? That's that's what I wonder. Like, is there a bu- is there a button that he can push or will that is going to, you know, materially change the trajectory of this group? Because right now it's pointing way well, down. It's to be seen. Uh, he has to recognize this is the low point. I think from a Ken Palm standpoint, um, that loss to Georgia, um, they, I think, rivals this in terms of his worst loss. But I tell you, that one was at Georgia. It was the second year of the home-and-home. Home. Mm. There was no Anthony Edwards. That game was on the road. So, so my point is that this is clearly your worst loss, and you have to recognize you're at a point to go where you are to get to your discussion. You're at a point where major change is necessary, like the old way doesn't work. Now, we were saying this about the defense, you know, a week ago. Yes. But I do think it's in his approach. This team has shown you, and again, I think it's different year to year, but this team has shown you it it desperately is begging to be coached. Yes, it is. And, you, again, I understand Penny's approach, and that's what makes him a player's coach. That's why all these guys talk so highly about him, right, even when they're gone like a Kendrick Davis. But that approach and leaving it up to them, right, I'm going to treat them like pros, right now is backfiring at you. And your job as head coach yep. is to pull it out of the spiral. I mean, that's that's it. That's the charge. And we – we can go up and down the list of guys who haven't done this or coming up short here. This player, I don't like it. But he just never passes. He's all about himself. We can't. But these are his guys. And, again, it goes back to to him. So, uh, listen, this isn't fun in the sense that it's different with Penny. This isn't just some other coach that you brought in from outside the program, may or may not leave. It's program hero. It's a lot like Larry. You know, a guy that, you know, I, I watching last night must have felt like all those those older Tigers fans who were old enough to remember Larry as a player, what he had done for this program, my gosh, just staying just staying and playing for Memphis State was big. He leads you to the national championship, right? The man becomes your coach. Yep. And for a while, it's going it's going great, and you love him. You absolutely love Larry. We all adored Larry, and it got nasty at yep. the end. We all know the story. Ninety eight. Yep. You know, it's it's done. But but I'm going back to the point. Those folks that had seen Larry absolutely. as the player and. Loved him. Yep. I didn't talk, talk about the haters that at the end of Larry just wanted him out of anyway. I'm talking about the folks that loved him as a player and what he had contributed to this to this the school, right? Watching him struggle at the end. It must have been tough. It must have been tough, right? We we're starting to approach that territory, guys. Because just go look at social media, and this is a new era. There's a lot more of it out there because of social media. It's 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 sickening in that way. Those that loved Penny. Right, growing up like me, I can I could relate to those folks that got to watch Larry. That last night are watching him struggle, look like he has no answers. Man, this ain't fun. Nobody's rooting against this man. Mm-mm. And so, you know, and I've heard the comparisons to Tubby. Well, y'all ran him up out of here. You know, two years you didn't give him any time, and was this year six for Penny? And it's looking bad. I I, I understand. I, I that's a fair comparison. We were hot to get Tubby out of here. I, t- I would have told you, and we did. Tubby was selling the program short. He was. Tubby wasn't doing what was necessary. Tubby was telling you what you had, what this program should be, as opposed to what it really was. It was a bad fit. Well, and, okay? and Tubby's product wasn't good enough. I mean, it just wasn't. Back I mean, to the back to the point. This dude is a tiger. Yeah. You understand? This is this is like yes. right now. You you got to imagine he's sick. So that that part of me, I know right now. Yeah, I'm concerned. You can't figure it out. But there's another part of me feels for. It's a program hero right here out there struggling. Nobody wants to see that nope. because there was always the concern. I brought it up then, but Jeff and, and you guys, and, and, and listen, it was the way to go. But there was always con- the concern because 
Coaches are hired to be fired. And whatever happened if you got to the end. And this is different, y'all. It's different in this way. It's the same in that we might be getting in some toxic territory with a program hero, but different in this way. Larry Finch was not an ambassador over at the U of M. Okay? Major donor. John, how much is that a uh, uh, for those ambassadors, well, a five a five hundred k to a million or something. Know, it's, it's, I, I, it's the highest level of donor. Yeah, Penny is one of those. So, so you start. Larry was not that. It it as painful as it was the way that ended. There, there, you didn't have to worry about Larry's money going forward in terms of what it could do. Memphis isn't it isn't like Power Five schools. They got a bunch of donors and everything else. And so you've got a guy that is he. You know, you fire and this ends nasty. Right, there's a there's a concern about the relationship going forward. How much he's involved? Yeah, I mean, so, I, so that this could get even more toxic, is what I'm saying. Yeah, look, I think let's hope we avoid all of that. Well, look, and I think that is definitely part of the discussion because you know, ambassador or no ba- ambassador, Penny Hardaway is the most famous Memphis Tiger that has ever worn that uniform. I mean, he just is, and and so how do you how do you deploy? You know, eject from that. Yeah, there'll never be a firing. You know, at the least, as I told somebody, it would be a mutual parting of ways. Right. Ideally, if we got to that point, we are not but it there has to be yet. Mutual. To make this very. Right? I mean, clear. it has to be mutual. Ideally, if we got to that point, you would, you would, you would hope that Penny recognizes. Yeah. As a as a Memphis guy, you know, this isn't going well, right because that would no, be. I mean, it's but, true. But his job is to pull this out of out of the fire right now. I mean, well, it, he, it, it, Penny's job is to deliver. That's right. Period. Yes. He's not right now. He's not. Doesn't sound like he had a ton of fight in him after last. Uh, you're, you're right about that. You know, stark difference between now and two years, you know, two years earlier. Um, and there was, and there, there was an there obvious. Is, there is still time. My, my issue is this was never supposed to be about just making the tournament. Oh, yeah. And because no, you've fallen have. back so far. It, 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 it ain't going to be some huge victory if no. you just make the tournament, you bow out. It's no. still going to be massive underachieving. You were, le- you were t- number 10 in the country. And so, again, you talk about future of program. If it comes up short, John, or even if it's in the tournament as a 10 or whatever and you're one and done, what happens when you go back to the collective and you say, let's do it again next year? Is all of that that you asked for this summer going to be there again? Well, I think that, that, that's what, think what makes that this will, even more crucial. That will and, is dissipating by the day. And different than previous times. Just the truth. Right? Previous t- times in history of Tigers basketball is that so much of your success now is tied to your funds, your well, NIL. Unless, unless you're, of course, South Florida, Tulane, Rice, or UAB. Well, playing Memphis. In which case, you know, your NIL absolutely dwarfs theirs, and they beat you here, unless there, those everywhere. Unless you're playing Memphis yeah. this year. In this, uh, I think that's the part of it. It's like it's, I, I just can't. The, how fast this has happened is just yes. mind numbing. It's like it's can't, like can't wrap my mind around it. It's like a you know, it's like the United States. They were just good military being you know being beaten in a war by like you know, you name it, bro, like Colombia or something. I mean, it's just crazy in terms of you know the investment. In, yeah, in, Rice does not have any nil. Not a chance. Not zero, a chance. they literally have South zero. Florida ain't got no nil. UAB ain't got no nil. I mean, Tulane probably ain't got no nil. I don't know what their situation. Probably is. not. So that's the part of this. And look, I'm going to say this. It is a Penny Hardaway-focused discussion because ultimately he is the face of the program. He is the leader of the oh, program. You want to pick out players and pick on them? Well, I think somebody he picked in, all of them. Somebody in there needs to show a little leadership, though. I mean, there's no doubt in my I mean, y'all are all adults. Y'all are grown-ass men. Y'all ain't kids. This ain't like, you know, a bunch. This ain't, this ain't Josh in 2010-11 where it's a bunch of freshmen coming in. Y'all been through it. Y'all have been at different places. Some of y'all have been to two, three places. So 
I mean, I do think there is a there is a responsibility that falls on those men in that locker room. Absolutely, because they're not kids. Right, but but that is not the center of today's discussion. No, I, I, Again, the not, center would be it's, it's, what it's, does Penny yes. do now, and how much trouble agree are we totally. in? I agree totally. That's the discussion. But it, it, and, look, and it, he's the man to lead you out, as opposed to one player yeah. stepping up and saying, "I got this." Right. Look, I but, was, you're, but you're right. I mean, again, yeah, some players need to take some. Bro, you're getting paid. That, that's the other part of the conversation. That's what I'm, you guys are like, we made a deal 100%. here. You're at will employees, and you're not producing. You know. Um, so yeah, look, I just I, I I was disturbed after the South Florida loss that Penny mentioned the you know he mentioned the 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 locker room problems, and I'm just like, how could you possibly have locker room problems when you're freaking winning and you're in the top ten? How is that possible? And now it's like it just feels like it's 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 just snowballing and it's just an avalanche now. Well, losing exposes the flaws. Yeah. But damn, just it, one it rips back. The just cover. the one though, you know. That's that's just like I understand if like if he said it now, right? Like, oh, mm. we got problems back there, yeah. you know. But one damn loss after a great stretch where you know you roll, roll up ten in a row, I just it, it, all of it's disturb. It's disturbing the body language for this team. It's disturbing that Penny just sounds like he doesn't know how to fix it. That he's defeated. That it's like he's throwing his hands up, you know. That that like I feel like this team. Hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. I was I was accused of overreacting after the South Florida loss. All I've unfortunately been is right since then. I hope I stop being right about this team. But to me, it just feels like it's only going to continue going down. Like how bad can it get? Lost to North Texas. Lose twice to FAU. Lose at SMU. What's that put you at nine? I don't know, but this would be this is this is still rock bottom, right? I mean, well, I guess that drops you further out of the tournament. Yeah, the, you're totally out. Those yeah. losses you could expect, but yeah, you're, you yeah, expect yeah. nothing about last night. No, That's you're right. worst, one of the worst losses you in program could, you history. Could lose to Tulane at home, I guess you could lose to Tulane. I mean, you could, this Memphis basketball team understand this can lose to they lost to Rice at home. They can lose to anybody, anywhere, at any time. And I'm not saying that like, oh, it's a basketball game. They're going to roll it out and play 40 minutes. No, Memphis could actually lose. Do you anywhere. used to say that when Memphis? had lost by 20 to South Florida at home. But I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it again. Not not to Rice at home. Like, know. There, you know, there, there were things I still believed about this season, yeah. about Penny's ability, this team's ability to get it turned around. Absolutely. At least still be a tournament team. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Mission wants to get out of 8-9, but hey, you're back in it, whatever else. Go make the push now, whatever else. But And it wasn't that, enough. Like, like, like Penny seems to be running out of answers, you, how do you not lose a little bit of, you know, belief, the faith? That those kinds of things. If it now can happen against Rice, as John was telling us, well, twenty points against South Florida, this is bad, y'all. I mean, this this is rock bottom. This Rice, bro. They were a losing outfit. It's, it's the worst I can ever we, remember for any coach. You, you you made them look like Princeton out there, just in terms of the way they were running their back, their cuts on you. Yep. Like there's no connectedness. You're right. That is on players to step up, say, dude, like we got to put all this, you know. Like, let's go win. Let's go win. Let's go we fucking win the game, man. Stuff let's not be court. embarrassed. Don't care how much you're getting NI right now. We got to go win. We're, we're getting embarrassed. You know, Quinterly touched on that last night. Like, but he, but they, you know, he's, they said that after UAB too. Well, well, like, two, this is the one. You know, well, they, they, they didn't talk. Them. They didn't talk after the UAB loss. The only one that talked was Malcolm. No, coming into this, uh, no, David Jones and Sharon Fine, all them. No, the tone in, was I, the yeah. tone was we we've learned. The tone was we've learned from this. You know. Yeah, now after three straight. Well, now it's four. Yeah, now it's four. So now and, we're just and that was supposed to be things. that was the the issue is that was supposed to be an easy fix game, right? I mean, you, massive favorite against a team that had won one game in the AAC prior to last night. This is as easy as it gets. 
but not for this Memphis basketball team. Because when you have when you have the issues internally that this Memphis basketball team has, and it is clearly insidious, there is no such thing. There is no such thing as easy the rest of the way. Doesn't matter if it's Tulane at home. Doesn't matter if it's East Carolina. I mean, they could lose to Charlotte at the house. You just lost to Rice, bro, at the house. I I just I just cannot even compute that that happened, and it's eleven thirty on the next day. Well, it, it's the fact that it happened after you were eleven and two in the middle of the a slide, number ten in the country. It's happened after where yeah, this was like exactly. okay, this is like our stand. Right, we're back it's, home. It's not just continued the slide, but it's like hastened it. Yeah, bro. It's it's uh, it's it's a new low for the Memphis basketball program. I I just never thought I would say the words. I know what he and it this wasn't job, even like yeah. a game winner. It wasn't even like a buzzer beating, like, oh, my God. It was like, dude, Rice controlled the game for, like, the most, like, 95% of it. And, again, after you took that three-point lead, they came back and yeah, like who finished it off on you. Who was the top ten team? Three. I mean, Rice came here like a top ten team, winning all the road. I mean, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. And it's, it's just a it's – a, it's, it was just a – it's a result that I, it's going to keep – all of this is going to keep me up at night. The future of the program, this team, it's all going to keep me up at night. Really is. It looked so great. It looked so promising. I really believed it when I was doing that tantrum from Vegas and the whole. I got believed that. I was like, this team is not getting the respect they deserve. It's winning, you know. I thought about that driving here. Were we duped about you know what we saw, or were they good? They were good. I think they were good. And then I think like maybe it's, you just you it's know come unraveled. You, you that, lost this Caleb Mills good team. and you lo- and you bring in been, a guy that like maybe wasn't the you know and then you bring back a guy that quit yeah, on a you. Yeah, guy quit, brought back. Yeah, there's really three factors. And so you there. just you know yeah like uh, this team doesn't Man, like each other. Wheels coming off. I don't think you can fix that in the middle of a year. I hope they can, but I, I just don't see it. Did you see the real quick the uh, before we get to, I guess calls um, that retweet from Parth from made from March. Um, that was a quad four loss for Memphis last night. Just to bottom line this, only seven teams in the net era have received an at-large bid with three-plus quad three or quad four losses, which where, which is where Memphis is now. So you're getting to a point where you're going to have to win the AAC tournament. Now this is getting ugly. Yeah, I think the uh, they dropped. They were Torvik must have that thing on f- seven. Seven percent single digits. They were they, Memphis basketball was up to twenty seventh at Ken Palm, believe it or not, and now they are seventieth. Seventy. They yeah. dropped forty three spots in in sixteen days. Like they've gone from the top ten to not even sniffing. They've gone from a four seed at the a, a four seed at the athletic to a, a four seed in the NIT. Like that's. They were a two seed at one point. The athletic. Uh, I'm sorry. A what? A two seed. A two? There wasn't a one in front of that. A two seed. Yeah, man. That's that's that's. It's 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 hard to even quantify. Wrap your head around how ugly this got, and how quickly it happened. I mean, it's I mean, it's insane. I went back and I did some research. Like, what are some other collapses that looked like this? One I found in terms of like the stage of the season where it happened, Washington Huskies basketball in 2014-15, they were ranked 13th. They got up to 13th, which is close enough to the top 10. They were 11 and 1. That was Nigel Williams Goss in that team. Mm-hmm. They ended up losing 15 of their next 20 
and miss the tournament. That's kind of the category you're in right now. Like, that's, that's where you're at. I don't think Memphis is going to lose 15 of 20, but they're certainly on the outside looking in right now. North um, Carolina last year, I pointed that one yeah, out to you. Yeah, they, no, they were one to start, but yeah. you, you were 10. Right. Fell all, it fell apart. And I think the North, make Car- the, tournament. the North Carolina thing fell apart pretty instantly, though, right? Like, it kind of disintegrated. Once the, I don't know. I mean, they got back to 15 and 6, 7 and 3 in the ACC, okay. and then lost. Were they ranked then? Five you know? of, I don't have it in front of okay. me whether or not they were ranked. Probably, mean, 15 probably and six. not at that point. Yeah, but still, though, 7 but and 3 dropped, in the ACC is. Dropped five of their next seven to end. Right. It. And they missed the tournament. Yes. I mean, that's, I mean, you're not number one, but I mean, I mean yeah, it's like a high profile collapse. There's no question about it. So, anyway, hey, are we just being. Uh, pessimistic. I wish I want to be more optimistic. Show me the reasons for hope. How do you feel about the Memphis basketball program? Four four five zero nine two. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Jason to John. I'll be turning FM ESPN. Um, it's a day here on the show. Going to take your calls for a little bit. 445-0929 is the number. Got something to say? Let us know. Dale, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. How you guys doing? Rough right now. Not great. Are we all surviving, all surviving today? We're going to get through. We will find a way. Hey, you know, when Penny was hired, I was like, people were, man, what do you think? What do you, I said, I'm hopeful. You know, I know people are going to come because they love Penny, love Penny. But I'm telling you, man, I swear, I don't even know if he coached like this when he was AAU basketball. I thought we were all overhyped with, you know, all of the alpha dogs that we've got and all the scores and all the best players. And they have proven that the best players 
will not beat the best team. Everybody that Memphis is playing is sharing the ball. They're they're all together, and I swear that we look so disinterested in anything that's going on. And I swear, if I was the offensive coach, if I was the coach of another team, I'd put my guy on the right side, and then I would slash my forward over and do and They run by our guards like they're sitting still, and there's nobody ever there to, to stop them under the basket. Get tired of seeing layup after layup. And then the times when we do actually get in their face, they're gonna if they don't hit a three. It, this team is like the fat baseball team. Everybody wants to play it because they know they're going to get their bat average up. They're going to get their strikeouts up. And Memphis is way too good for that talent-wise. But they just – nobody wants to give in and be the, 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 the betas. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to – they've got to get theirs. And doggone until they decide that, you know what, I'm okay with grabbing 10 rebounds and getting six points if we win. I don't have to have 18 points and, and 10 rebounds. I just they, – everybody needs to know what to do, and they doggone need to do it. This team just looks – they look slow. They, they're not as athletic as I thought they were going to be. And it is just so disheartening. Uh, I mean, I've been a fan for 50 of my 60 years I've been on this earth. And this is the most disappointing I think I've ever been to the team ever. And maybe it's because of the height. I don't know. But I watched Kenny over there with his arms crossed and he's crossed and going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Don't, don't, don't say that. Lie. Do something. You know, but it just... I'm at, I am at a loss. I'm not using my loss, but I just don't know. Anymore. I just don't know. Hey, Dale, thanks for the call, man. 445-0929. A lot of few people feel exactly how he does, sort of at your wits' end. Yeah. Trying to find the words. We go to Avery. Avery, you're on. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Avery? Like the show. Thanks. Listen to it every day. Uh, man, last night was tough to watch. Just the lack of commitment from the squad. Um, kind of showcasing what's going on across the league with NIL transfers. You know, it's just hard to watch, get commitment. Penny, he's a good recruiter. I think he should kind of go back to his ways when he first got hired on and find some guys out of Memphis and locally to buy into the program, coach them up. But in just today's league, you can't really do that. So four in a row is tough. I think the team can come back and still win the conference and, you know, make the tournament. But you can kiss an at-large big goodbye. So that's all I got to say, guys. Like the show. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Appreciate man. you. Got to gotta get that like to a love, you know. He likes the show, but he doesn't love the show. We got to get mm-hmm. that like to a love. A couple more jokes from you, and we'll be there. We'll work on it. Scott, you're on. Thanks for taking my call. I love your show. Thank and, you. Uh, now, now we're starting off on the right foot. You forced it. Um, you know, you all were talking about setting the tone and leadership, and I think it behooves us, right, to remember this is not the first season where Penny has blamed the players. In fact, he did it with an entirely different crew that he also handpicked. And the issue that I have with all that is, aside from the question of whether or not he is to blame, that is somewhat of a constant, and two, it doesn't make any practical rhetorical sense to blame the players because we can clearly see that's not helping with morale, Mm. right? So that oftentimes why a coach takes the blame, whether they deserve it or not, is because that's a function of their job. And what's frustrating then is watching a man saying he doesn't know the problem. He can't figure out the problem. While in my opinion, he's literally performing part of the problem. Mm. And, uh, and, 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 
I, I, there's also just logical inconsistencies, you know, when he's asked about things. Like, he, he was very dismissive of the question about disconnect. Like, oh, no, I'm very close to my players. But yet he's also saying, but I don't know what's going on, if it's social media or whatever, right? Uh, and so I Those find two that things sort of, you're saying, contradict, because if you're so close, then you would, you would mm-hmm. know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? Isn't that, that that's what logic would suggest? And uh, look, I I agree with you all. I want Penny to do well too, but I want him to do well, right? So I don't want him gone, but he's got to do a better job. Mm. And that starts with taking accountability. Mm. That's the, that's the least thing that he can do. And he kind of did that vocally, right? Like he said, he started out like mm-hmm. he knew the things he was supposed to say, but then he like, mm. you know what I mean? He devolved back into the uh, we tell him all the, the right know, things. Sort of position yeah, of, these yeah, guys are so, being prepared yeah. beautifully. Scott, I appreciate the call. I think that's yeah, definitely a, that's, that's a great thoughts there from from uh, from Scott. A very good call. Four four five zero nine two nine is the number. We go to Joe. Joe, you're on. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, so, Joe. Uh, I tell you, I'm about like every Memphian in here. I'm about baffled about last night, but I tell you, man, you know, it's, it's Penny sitting around trying to figure this thing out, and I've been saying this. I said it on the talk show last night. He's got to get more control. Uh, he's got to take the ball out of David Jones' hands. Man. I mean, this guy, like I call him in the black hole. I mean, once he gets the ball, man, it's not coming back out. It's not going back around. They're not going around the horns, and it's not going to do anything. And, you know, I mean, I guess Penny looking at it, he's my 20-point score. But you scored 20, and you're giving up 25. So, I mean, if he want to figure this thing out, I mean, uh, I heard you say something earlier, Jason, about uh, Thomas. I don't understand why these guys, you know, everything's been going haywire since he's, he's been here. But he's the most talented. If anybody on this team is going to go to the NBA, it's Thomas. Has a chance anyway. I mean, everybody else is so selfish. Uh, you know, you could look at the body language last night. I mean, like like you said, John, people were trying to give each other depth. They weren't even paying attention to that. I mean, that's that's not chemistry, man. That's you know, I watch a lot of basketball this year on TV. And, you know, when these guys after the game, man, we're a family. We love each other, man. You know, you got to bond into those type of things, man. And yeah. then another thing, I guess, with these guys not being from Memphis, they just don't realize, you know, last night was the Memphis State tribute. Come on, man. man. You can't get up with that. Will Barton was in the building. William Bedford was in the building. That's, That's a tough, tough one. Joe, thanks for the call. Yeah, man, I think it, it, there, it does feel like there's just too many sort of individual agendas that are taking precedence over team and again, I don't I don't know who who on the floor, who on the court that actually that actually plays is going to help pull them out of it. We go to Raymond. Raymond, you're on. Hey, hey, guys, I love the show always. Uh, it's been a mile since I called in. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Uh, man, I uh, I was standing in front of the band last night, and I just I the defense is is was atrocious, man, and the front court players look very very slow. Two two of the threes that were shot. Um, on by whoever David Jones was guarding, that man's at the three point line, of course, shooting the three. David is still under the backboard. I'm like, he got lost. I'm like, how do you get that four picked off and you, you're nowhere in the play to play defense? That's that used to be our identity. We don't even have that as an identity anymore. And Jeffrey brought this up earlier on Jeff's show that the chemistry is just off. And this is something else I saw last night. Walton tried to pull Quinley to him to talk to him. I've seen Tomlin do it. With with David Jones, I've seen David Jones do it with Malco, 
and he's, he's trying to get him to talk to him, tell him something like you're out of place. They just walked off of each other. They have no chemistry at all. They they can't take constructive criticism at all. And it's like if you can't be with each other on the floor, how you gonna get anything done? You know. And it's just like they just look discombobulated. It was an awful look last night, y'all. It was Raymond. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate, appreciate it. You, uh, let's go to uh, Frank. Frank, you're on. Hey, John. Yo. I do love the show. Thank you, Frank. Um, you know, look, you're trying to get a bunch of hired mercenaries to become a team. Uh, that's basically what you're doing. You don't have an alpha male at your point guard. That hurts us. Um, and so you got to blame that on the coach. I mean, that's Penny's the leader. I mean, he's, he's a general. And right now his troops aren't stepping up and playing defense or doing much of anything. Cal is the only one that I've seen that can get five stars to be okay averaging nine points a game and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think Cal had a guy that didn't even start. It was a first-round draft pick. Yeah, Devin Booker. So, yeah, it's Devin Booker. So, I mean, you know, you've got to, you know, get into these guys and, and, and you know, they all look better. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.